on Tuesday, I worked from home. About 65% of it, I should say, because the the last 35% of that day on Tuesday, I went to my local coffee shop. But prior, I rotated out of my spinning leather-bound chair in my room, grabbed the Columbia backpack off the wall that lays next to a box fan. From there, I mean, the laptop's closed, it's inside, the charger in with it. Over your headphones around my neck, following that with a couple notebooks, zipping it up, I'm out the door locking, walking to a gas station first. I I was going to a coffee shop, the local coffee shop, but I I walked into a gas station, beelined, grabbed myself a 99-cent Dasani. Followed up, couple packs, dentine ice. Placed everything on the counter, pivoted left, grabbed myself two packs of emergency, got a little stuffy, wasn't sure if it was allergies or I was playing things safe. Bought it all, emptied the emergency into the Dasani, quick little shake. I'm pounding it as I walk to the coffee shop. Distance-wise, I, I had about 100 meters to go. I put away half of that Dasani, I'd say the first 50. Foot off the gas pedal from there, but I walk into my coffee shop. Pretty much empty. A coffee shop on a Tuesday, that's one thing. But a coffee shop on a Tuesday at 2.30 p.m., that's a whole different story. It was myself, a barista who, we know each other. He's very nice. I don't know his name. And honestly, I can't confirm if he actually enjoys my presence or if he just puts up with me. I think it's the latter because sometimes when we're talking, he'll dish me a couple charitable chuckles, even when I'm not trying to be funny. I like I appreciate that. I, I just don't know. But but it was it was it was him. It, it was me, and then one other person ended up talking to them later. Actually, before I left, from Rhode Island, bleach blonde hair, a tattoo artist in Portland for a few months. I didn't dig that deep into that. It was a very brief conversation. I she was drawing in one of those fold-out tablets where the keyboard kind of looks like that rubber covering you would put on a, a keyboard in elementary school to practice typing without looking. She was like very focused. And I didn't break the focus. It's kind of when she took a deep breath, collected herself, took that opportunity, inquired a bit. But I mean, for the most part, it was us three. Good energy. You had some sort of, I'm going to say, garage punk slash indie alternative music on the stereo system. Ambiance-wise, it's what I was looking for in a coffee shop. 30, 40 minutes go by. I'm now on the last legs of that Americano, and about midway through of that session, I ordered a bagel, Italian seasoning bagel. I mean, it's cut in half. There's there's cream cheese. You got some red onion. They are out of tomato. But we top it off salt and pepper, and I'm, I'm doing work on that. I'm, I'm in my bag. I'm focused on what I had to do. The attention span elongated, I think, from the newly introduced caffeine into the system. However, all of a sudden, large figure pulls out front of the shop. What I think was a Toyota Highlander, maroon color, engines off, both doors open up, two figures walk out. Only one came in. Opening the door, and with the great power in their step, Walks a man, six foot two, I'm thinking tipping the scales, maybe 215, both hands occupied. Two thermoses, blue and red, walks up to the register with subtle authority, placing both thermoses down. You couldn't get too aggressive. There's a glass countertop if you do, breaking that. We're ruining bagels, scones, muffins, even some quiches. So with subtle authority, placing both thermoses down. And here's where things get interesting because he, he's engaging with the co excuse me, with the employee who I think puts up with me, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. It, I, I kind of thought, 
I was almost looking at them from like a perspective of a dog. So it's just kind of blurbed out dialogue. I was too busy focusing on his appearance. Everyone, this man was wearing a dad hat. From what I saw, it didn't look like he had much hair. Wearing a dad hat. It's a leather buckle back. Color-wise, have you ever seen a Life is Good t-shirt? Because for such a positive message, kind of, it's a kind of dreary color scheme. It's like if you, if you had Eeyore paint the color red, mundane, a little depressing, that's what was on top of his head. Shirt-wise, it's a long-sleeved a plaid collar t-shirt. I'm seeing green, blue, white, bits of yellow. Of course, it's tucked in. The belt, brown leather, but the khakis, I think Columbia... Here's where things, I'd say the biggest twist of the entire tale. We drop down south, no socks, no shoes either. He was wearing flip-flops. We've been in a bit of a cold spell recently in Portland, a lot of rain. He's wearing flip-flops. And they were the, they were the type of flip-flops that a dad who's very close to retirement would wear. It's the rainbow flip-flops for dads who maybe got, you know, a year or two left until they can kind of call quits and go to the Olive Garden once a week. I think, I think, they're, I think they're called Olukai. They look like, the, the, the symbol looks like, if you've seen the movie Hercules, a lowercase e, but we remove maybe the bottom part of the curvature on the e. He, he was wearing those, and he was facing the barista, so I actually only got to see his heels, and I think the heels are the most inspiring part and kind of the reason I'm actually talking about this right now, I did an episode on calloused hands and having hands of character. And I I don't think I was being ignorant, but I definitely didn't shed any light on feet. Everyone, I have feet comparable to that of a fetus, not in size, but in toughness, unweathered, very rarely tested. I mean, I, I think I've walked outside of a house barefoot maybe four times. I stepped my toe each time. Obviously, I'm going back to what I know. It's not a fun feeling. I mean, it's heavy-duty sock, some sort of shoe. This man's heels, and when he rotated 90 degrees, the full profile of his foot, oh my goodness, talk calloused, talk weathered. I, I, I wasn't sure if he actually hailed from the Pacific Northwest. I got some sort of 1960, maybe Ventura County energy. Owning some sort of shop close to the beach to the point where, I mean, it's flip-flop friendly. The man had walked on a lot of wooden decks. Got a lot of splinters too. Layers upon layers of, of dead skin. Occasional particles of dirt. Maybe blood. I definitely see sweat in there. Probably athlete's foot once or twice in his life. I mean, I mean these feet, they, they told a story. I don't even know if I, I think it's almost disrespectful. He almost had hooves of a ram, a billy goat. The, the rams that climb mountains, that's what he had on his feet. Seems like he'd had a lot of blisters. And whether that's from incorrectly applying his sock, thank you, John Wooden, or just poor choice of running shoe, he'd been tested. Everyone, here's my thing. I, I, I'm sitting right now, the cushion on my chair, very bright orange in the frame backing. It's a pristine white, thinking to myself, what have I been doing wrong? 
my hands, they crack, they bleed once the temperature drops below 55. And my feet, I feel like you could take a, an eraser, maybe a magic eraser, rub it up and down a few times, and I'm going to blister. I don't... Something's got to happen. Because I'm lacking a severe amount of character and a severe amount of character that I can't make up by wearing white high-top Converse once a week.